listening to the Analuya podcast, where faith and animation collide. Each episode, we'll discuss the various topics in today's animated movies and TV shows, while also sharing our thoughts and opinions as they relate to faith and spirituality. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. And welcome to another episode of the Analuya podcast. My name is Josh, and... Uh, me and both my lovely wife Rebecca want to wish you all a happy fall. And it is the it, at the time of this recording, it is either going to be or already has been the first official day of fall. It's already the first official day. It's already oh okay. When when was that? I'm pretty sure that was September twenty first, which would have been last Tuesday. Yes, yes, correct. And with fall comes PSL season. And as we all know, that is pumpkin spice latte or PS season, um, pumpkin spice. I think is pumpkin spice is coming out now. Absolutely. Oreos, um, of course, K-cups and... um, Cake mixes, coffees, all different kinds of things. Yeah, I was at Sprouts a couple weeks ago and they had put out all of their pumpkin spice themed. There were some like um, pumpkin spice pancakes from birch benders right yes and we're gonna make those one day this week because i want to try them (laughs) i know me too (laughs) (laughs) and we also found a new paleo recipe so we like to try new recipes every so often especially during the holiday season because there's a plethora of healthy um dessert recipes and entrees so rebecca you found a pumpkin bar recipe that was more involved than originally thought oh my goodness yes i've been trying to make this recipe for like a whole week it was a whole week last week i got well what i thought was most of the stuff turns out it's like every time i tried to make this recipe we didn't have cashews and then you know even today we didn't have almond flour so i had to substitute it for cassava flour and Oh my gosh, it's been one thing after another. So it's taken me an entire week to actually make this recipe. And I'm so excited to say that we finally made it. <laughs> and we have it here to, to taste test. Um, so again, this is a pumpkin spice bar. It um, has a, um, well, it says it was a vanilla frosting, but it's more the caramel fro- uh, caramel frosting. Well, it, no, it was supposed to be like a cream cheese frosting. And it's supposed to be more of a cream cheese frosting. And it just, it's not. I mean, it's more of caramel. I'm. It tastes really yummy. So I'm excited. Let's try it out. All right. Very, very good. The bar is definitely dense and... Um... Mm, but, but it's fluffier than normal. Like if we had, honestly, I think if we had done... done just the almond flour it would have been been even more dense but the, because of the cost cassava flour it made it a little fluffier it's nice yeah i mean i i love it so there is your little culinary moment on the uh, andalia podcast <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back to those of you who have joined us the past two weeks as we've been doing our cinderella trilogy and we've done cinderella the original in the 1950s we then jumped forward to 2001 with Cinderella 2, come, uh, Dreams Come True. And now we're leaping ahead six years after that to Disney's 2007 Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. And spoiler alert, this is the best of all three. Honestly, it is. I mean, just the overall plot and story, everything. So instead of making up the synopsis, I'm going to do the smart <laughs> thing and read it from the IMDb. And it's really short. 
When Lady Trinane steals the fair godmother's wand and changes history, it's up to Cinderella and her mouse friends to restore the timeline and reclaim her prince. That's a good synopsis. So we have finally made it to the third and final installment in our Cinderella series. So really excited to talk about this and kind of discuss a few themes. The Psalms, there are more original Psalms, of course, in this one, because during this time, 2000, in the early 2000s, it was more or less, you had cheesy songs, and believe there are cheesy ones, <laughs> including the first little clip that, that I'll play. And there are creative ones and funny ones, of course. So the setting the stage, we come into where it is the end of the first year where Cinderella is becoming a princess and a wife to Prince Charming, and they're going to celebrate their one-year anniversary and kind of relive that quote-unquote magical moment. Well, they're not reliving it. Well, I guess kind of. Fairy Godmother's like set up this this whole plan. Um, she's got, I don't know, they're like in the woods and um, they're at a what are those things called gazebo gosh my brain not working so great so she set up this gazebo with fall leaves i think falling everywhere and it's really pretty and it's perfect as we hear in the first song what a perfectly perfect life it's a fairy tale come true i'm a princess and a wife all because i fit a shoe when i dreamed of love who'd have guessed i'd end up here at the end of a perfectly perfect year. <laughs> Would my perfectly perfect wife put on her perfectly fitting shoes? You found my shoes. <laughs> they are really milking that perfect. <laughs> well, I think they do that on purpose, though, because they want to set up this idea or the juxtaposition of Cinderella's got this perfect life. And then, well, as you find out later in the song, um, you've got the stepsisters and the stepmom and they have a really awful life and you can tell the music tone just changes completely why should we have to do the chores i would rather rot in jail washing dishes and scrubbing floors oh, that's just great i broke the nail cinderella is in the palace living a life of luxury and we've not planned to invite it to a ball or even play why don't i get a happy ending where's the prince who marry me well, yeah, you're not invited because you were uh, you were a bunch of suckers who uh, didn't treat her real well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I I think too a big theme in the movie is really Anastasia's thought and view that everything is is perfect in Cinderella's life, and sometimes so so often we do that to other people. We see what they have on Instagram and Facebook and whatever. And yeah, it's, it's easy perfect. to get caught up because it's like, Oh, look mm-hmm. at this car. Look at this vacation I'm going on and yeah. look at all this is, it's great. And yeah, all that's great. But again, that's not we, the full story. Correct. We all right. know that that's just a little snapshot of that person's life or day or whatever. Well, there's a lot of people who don't know that or don't think about that. And then they get caught up in themselves and their own thoughts thinking that the, like they're the only one and that they're that it's not that their life isn't perfect like even Anastasia where's the prince who'll marry me what about what about me and only looking at your own circumstance rather than I don't know seeing someone for the holistic person that they are faults and all and when we look at that you know 
quote unquote perfectly perfect lifestyle, we always get you know that that's our expectation now. It's like, oh, I'm gonna find this perfect person, and we're gonna live a perfect life together. We're gonna have the perfect house, the perfect right um, home space, and perfect jobs. And it doesn't always work no. out that way. Perfect uh, isn't attainable. Exactly, you perfect. can't. It's just not possible. <laughs> you can be presentable. You can be punctual, but not perfect. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's and. A sad reality when you realize that, but also wonderful. You know, it's like we've talked about so often. Feels like on this podcast about about living under the law and how living under the law and how it's a, a curse, and um, that that includes that idea of perfection. And it you just can't you you can't be perfect. <laughs> Not until the day we go up to heaven can we be perfect. Um, but that's why there's grace. And how beautiful that is that there is grace. Um, God gives us grace so that then we can go out and give other people grace. Correct. It's like we said in last week's episode, or maybe it was when we were talking about Cinderella 1, where you can't give out what you don't have. Yeah. So what are the themes that you're going to be touching on for Cinderella 3? Honestly, I don't have one particular theme. I haven't even looked over my notes since when we watched this video. Talk to us, Cinderella. It's an off-the-cuff episode. Woo! Uh, well, most episodes are. But, um, but this yeah, is just I, a, a discussion, so this may be a bit more just conversational, you know, conversational kind of how we go and everything. Yeah, those are fun times. I like yeah, those times. absolutely. So this is somewhat of a quote-unquote revenge story on Lady Tremaine's part. Yeah, it, it is. Because during the song Perfectly Perfect, we see Anastasia like going off into the woods where the where Prince Charming and Cinderella are, and she sees Fairy Godmother, and it's like, oh, look, you know, you guys are here, and I'll throw in some vivid da vidi boo Oh, just like the night I sent you to the ball. And <laughs> Anastasia, you know, they're kind of breaking that quote-unquote fourth wall of this so that's how cinderella did it magic mm -hmm. because when i see songs in movies i see it as like an aside so people don't know that they're singing or dancing or whatever it's just all normal to them <laughs> right <laughs> if life was really a musical first of all it'd be really fun second of all um well, it doesn't it, work that way well it may be anyway getting back to the story at the end of the song fairy godmother just you know, flicking her wrist. And what a klutz. She, yeah. <laughs> drops her wand. And then Anastasia gets that wand and runs back home. Where have you been? Slacking off again. Mother, our troubles are over. A stick. Ooh, let's beat her with it. No, 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 no. Not a stick. A magic wand. Well, she finally cracked. I saw this nutty old woman in sack. She gave Cinderella oh, the beautiful gown and oh, the prince. Now, if I came home or if you came home and it's like, look, I got a magic wand, uh, probably our first assumption would be, you know, <laughs> oh, look, oh, a, a stick. stick. Let's beat her with it. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, just to kind of, you know, swoop in and clear all this confusion fairy godmother comes in and say oh well what are you doing with that you know that that can be very dangerous and lady trinane and drizella so see her so you know is this for real and turns like lucifer into like a half cat half duck it's weird 
It's really weird. It's the stuff of nightmares. Yes. And <laughs> then, on turn of events, we have, I guess, some magic, dust, or whatever, kind of like bounces off things and hits Fairy Godmother and turns her into stone. Yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> and Not now right. Lady Trinidad is like, oh, so this is why my life is trash. This is why we're here in this house. Because Cinderella, this is how she did it. This is how she tricked us. And now she has this fabulous life that she doesn't deserve. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can pull from that theology there. And that idea is... And this is where the whole revenge comes into play. First things first. Now, Cinderella, to undo your trickery and take what's rightfully ours, I call upon all the forces of the universe. Bippity boppity boo! Okay, just for the record. Yeah, exactly. Just for the record. You cannot sound villainous when you say that. No, you can't. All right, I, I thought you were a good villain, but <laughs> my dreams are trashed. She is a really good villain, though. Like, wow. She is like throughout the film. She just kind of like um, it gets diverse. Worse and worse. Yeah, worse and Oof. worse. Yes. Yeah, and, and you know, even it sets up in the beginning of the movie too that it's this idea of playing the victim and not seeing that no, you are actually the problem for your own life. Like you made choices, and because you made those choices, there are certain consequences that happen, and a lot of people think that way, and they don't see their own actions as part of the problem. Right, because as you said, it's as you said, it's always playing the victim. Oh, it's it's this person's fault, or this is why, or this is what caused it, or you know, it's because of them that I'm here, that I'm in this place. No, there are times where you have to like accept, you know, it, it's you, not not anyone else. It's you. Yeah, and that, I mean that's hard to swallow. So I just finished up my uh, Bible study methods class today, and um, we've gone through uh, observation and interpretation, and now we've gotten to application, so how to apply it in your life. And in the class we were talking about, you know, sometimes we can go through those steps in our Bible study, then come to the application piece. And when we thought that we were studying this to condemn someone else really god was saying no you need to study this because this is wrong in your life and that's hard to take (laughs) that's hard to take sometimes that no actually you're part of the problem and god wants to lovingly and but sometimes firmly correct you uh and that this is something that you can improve on and change and you can hear a lot of people say, it's like, well, what the Bible, how does it apply to me? You know, it's all, it's a book written by people who are like dead and, you know, it's a, a bunch of ancient talk with these and thous. It's like, no, as the Bible said, there is nothing new under the sun. And so it has a lot of life applications. Like you can think of anything like alcoholism, swearing, whatever it may be. It is the word of God um, that he spoke you know thousands of years ago and is still speaking um so it's it's always applicable to our lives and you know you're saying that these and thou's that's in the king james version 
And that has its place. It's fine. But better translations would be like NASB. There are dogmatic people, though, that are like, you know, King James is the only version, the true version. Not exactly, though. True version is the Greek one. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to study it, you definitely want to study so, it. Yeah, so if, you, yeah, so if you're going to say Hebrew. that, there are no Greek. Once again, getting back into the whole storyline. So Lady Trinane casts that spell in where she reverses time to one year ago where Cinderella is up in, the, in, in her room, locked in, and the Grand Duke has come to fit the slither on the sisters. That's not going to fit anyway because their feet are too big. Way too big. Not just like a little bit too big, but like three sizes too big. But of course now with the magic wand. She can just bibbit bobbity boo that shoe on. Exactly. And that's what she does. <laughs> and it's like, in, in much disbelief, ah, it fits, it fits. Everyone's surprised. Everyone. Yes. <laughs> and you can tell on the Duke's face is that I believe we have found our new our prince's new bride to be. Yes. Which the Duke is once again played by Rob Paulson. Yes. The great. The great Rob Paulson. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, Cinderella is also in disbelief because she can run down the stairs, say, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it. It didn't think Lady Trinane could get any worse with manipulation and everything. And she... She does. <laughs> you look confused, dear. How could the slipper have fit Anastasia? I danced with the prince. That was my slipper. Here, I have the other one. I'm the one he's looking for. You may have danced with him. You may even have thought it was love, but the slipper fits Anastasia. And that's who he's marrying. Whatever you think happened last night was a dream. <gasps> yes, and oh gosh, she so the, yeah, so the she breaks the other glass slipper that Cinderella has. There is no other way to prove that she is who the prince danced with the other night at the ball. And before Lantrenane sets out, she has this. Oh gosh. Hate her so much for this. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and clean up that broken glass. Oh, yeah. Let's just rub salt into the wound there. Ooh. And Cinderella then sings another song where the first few lyrics go, I always dreamed that my life would be like a fairy tale, a living fantasy. And I think in marriage, sometimes that's what we think. Like, it's going to be a fantasy, it's going to be a fairy tale. Yeah, and we the, think that honeymoon phase is going to yeah, last forever. Is that, and it doesn't. Not that things are going to get worse or anything, but ju- things just get hard. You know, it's life. You are now married, and it's going to take work. You don't have mice to sew dresses <laughs> or, you know, help you with things. You have a you have a robo-vacuum and automation to make things a little bit easier, but they're not going to do things for you. Yeah, well, and, you know, that honeymoon phase is um, really all about and being on that high of, you know, a physical attraction and love and, and all of that. And that's not a bad thing, but when that sure. just overtakes everything, because there are people, you know, that I've heard stories of, they say, hey, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but we can live on love. It's like, <laughs> no, well, you can't. can for a while, and then it gets really hard. It does. And so she's saying this song about, she thinks all hope is lost, but again, 
And the little mice come up and say, no, no, Princey knows that you're the one he danced mm -hmm. with. So when I say Cinderella or Princey, that's the mice talking. <laughs> She's like, you know what? You're right. And then she goes triumphantly um, out of the house and say, you know, I got to try. And she makes her way to the palace to kind of infiltrate and kind of set right what's being done wrong. I, I do like to... Um that we get to know the prince a lot more in this movie. I think we that's do. why the, I like it. For the gymnast he is. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> so when, so we will fast forward to the net scene where the prince is in this, like, I guess he has like a whole gym, not just a gym, he has like a gymnastics studio <laughs> in, in one uh, corner of the palace. And the father makes a good point it's like, well, uh, you know how you tend to find this girl. Are you are are you sure that there's only one girl in the kingdom that wears a size four? Yeah, the logic here is flawed, but I appreciate the king for pointing that out. And I appreciate he's a, he's and I appreciate good... the prince's honesty. It's like, well, that's all I had to go on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Yeah, this what I like about this movie is that it kind of makes right all of the wrongs that the first one had in it. Like the things that you were like, what? Why would you even? That's not logical. And the horn blows, and the Grand Duke arrives with Latrinane and the stepsisters, and he's oh, he's oh, she's here, and he walks into the room, and you hear that just triumphant music playing, and then he realizes, you're not. A, <laughs> That's am not I the, in the right, right person. Room? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once again, Lady Tremaine, yeah, Lady Bobbity Boos, his exactly, brain. Exactly, because he, he, logically he's like, well, yeah, um, I, I see that it fits, but it would appear that more than one girl fits the slither. And mm -hmm. he goes to walk, and now he's under a spell, so he doesn't even remember Cinderella, because all his thoughts have been replaced with, like, Anastasia. That, that To him, that is true. That is who he danced with. Well, because he believes a lie. The enemy has um, planted a lie in his thoughts, and now he thinks that that is truth, but it's not. Sounds uh, very similar to someone else we know, right? Yep. Satan! <laughs> but yes, I mean, we've said a few times before that saying that it's been so alluring and so attractive that he distorts, you know, the truth gets distorted, and we believe, and well, maybe that's not so bad. It's like, oh, you know, that is truth. And, you know, if you're not very grounded and have a level head about things, you can be easily swayed to what's not really good for you. Yeah, and, you know, Anastasia throughout this whole thing, she thinks she knows what she wants. Like she mentioned in that first song, when is someone going to love me? She thinks that by deception and going along with her mom's plan that she can get what she wants. But what we think we want isn't always what's best for us. And how often do we do that with God? Where we think, I mean, even if it is about love, you know, God, please let this person be the right person. I want this so much. And he's like, ooh, mm. No, you really don't need this person. They're like, but but I want this person to be right, or I want this situation to be right, or whatever. I wish I didn't have to go through this. And he's like, no, you, 
you really need to go through this difficult time because I love you and you're going to learn something through it and because all of that kind of stuff. So what we think is best for us is not what's truly best. And the same thing with Anastasia here, which she ultimately realizes in the end. Yes, because we see all these things and we're always looking to that next thing that's going to satisfy us or we think will satisfy us. And, you know, we're, we're thinking or not thinking like long term where God is at the end of the road oh, and yeah. he's saying, you know, I have something better for you. You know, Just wait, you know, just trust me. I have something better for you. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, personally, that's what I did with relationships where I thought I wanted one thing and um, really thought I was like, ah, this, this is it. This is it. And, um, and thought love was supposed to be one way. And then, and then I met Josh and it was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be, but it's so much better. This is, this is what I needed. This is what I really craved. Um, I just didn't, I just didn't know it. Kind of moving on to our next bullet point. There's this overall theme of knowing your soulmate because your hands touch. We have this in a few different places that is talked about in the movie when they're going to practice dancing for the wedding between Anastasia and the prince. And she's like, oh, I don't dance much. It's like, oh, you're going to get yourself away. It's like, oh, no, that, that's silly. That's how we met. Yeah, you know, we touched hands and the prince is like why am i not feeling like the way that i felt the other night and i mean yeah i i don't like that idea that's throughout the movie because yes there there is like a a spark that happens when you touch hands with someone that you really like but that happens with anyone you like literally anyone it's an emotional thing it does uh it's a uh sense of excitement those yeah. endorphins and you know uh, like for me is like whenever i got a phone number mm-hmm. or you know a text or you know for anyone like in a new relationship you right. know it's exciting but again yeah. those that's that emotion that's taking over you have to well, not that what... not that again we're not saying that emotion is yeah. bad and that's not you know a good portion of what a relationship is and it is a great indicator of someone who this might work out really well with, you know? Um, but it's not the only indicator. Like there's a lot of other indicators that go into, is this my the person I'm supposed to be with? And, you know, honestly, this idea of a soulmate that the world tries to tell us, in my opinion, is just wrong. I don't think the Bible ever really talks about this idea of a a soulmate right that's and actually a very new age idea yes well there are some people who will try to point out places in the bible or in scripture that you know there is just one person for you so you better find them again there are seven billion people in this world and the fact be... and the fact that there is one single solitary person because okay it's here, just here, here's my thought it's on that. It's not logical. I don't think, you know, there is the one, as a lot of people say, because I, I used to believe that for a while. Oh, yeah, same. And I don't think God has, like, chosen a particular the one for you. I think he grows 
two people who are. But he works with us, I think. Yeah, yeah. He works with us and he grows you and he guides you into a person who is ready to marry another person and for the two of you to spend your life together. Mm-hmm. And the marriage is more about. Um, that is if you are keeping God in the center. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a big big piece of that oh i did want to go um back to anastasia because she see she seems to think well she has a very low self-esteem i don't know if any of you guys can relate to to this but she has a very low self-esteem and um she doesn't think that she's worthy of love now i want to point out i think at least i have thought that about at yourself one, at one point in my life oh yeah and me I, think, too. I think many of us i think so yeah so if you're if you're experiencing that you are not alone um take comfort in that um but you know everyone is worthy of love even if it doesn't feel like it your emotions aren't always trustworthy they're an indicator but just because you feel one way it doesn't mean that that's true but anastasia seems to think that the prince is only being nice to her because he's under a spell and that he's being insincere because he's being nice. And, you know, just because someone's nice, it doesn't mean that they're they're putting on a, a face. They're they're like really they're being nice to your face, but on the inside they're like, Ugh, this gross person. I can't believe that they're even talking to me or whatever. Some not so great people might think that but just because they're nice don't think the worst of someone i think that's that's an important thing to to mention because i used to be there i used to think that way i used to see people like we were talking about earlier in that sort of perfect light and really misjudging them um thinking that they were perfect but really they they're just a human (laughs) they're just another person and um you know that's it's not really fair to them to see them as a perfect person because no one is perfect it's putting them up on a pedestal and inevitably they will fall and if you put them up there high enough they're gonna fall really hard and you know that's that's not i mean they obviously made the choice when they fall but that's not really all their fault you shouldn't have put them up there on that high of a pedestal. Realize that we're all kind of on the same level. And kind of going off of that a little bit, again, I've been there when, you know, we think this person is the greatest, something that we're attracted to or something that we admire, and they make a mistake. And it's like, oh, wow. So you're not perfectly I thought you were. Mm, right. Yeah. And it will happen. It's just, it's not if, it's when. <laughs> and learning that lesson is hard. It's a hard lesson to learn um, because you want to put people up there, but we're not supposed to put people on a pedestal. The only person to occupy that space is God, God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. That's it. <laughs> Rant over, sorry. <laughs> and going that to the whole hand touching vein. Yes, please. Let's revisit that because it's just ridiculous. It I is. mean, again, as I said, there are <sighs> sparks, but yes. So, again, the prince, when he 
is going to dance with Anastasia and they touch hands. He doesn't feel that spark. Then he <laughs> runs into Cinderella at the castle where she's has this facade of being the royal mouse catcher. Oh my gosh, which is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, totally a, staged. I mean, it's a great disguise. I mean, I guess she is catching mice, but... Eh, yeah. And... More like they're leading her to different places. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we had this interaction. It wasn't just me. It, it was the lady I was dancing with. Oh, your highness. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to marry her. Marry? Really? Yes, tonight. Tonight? Well, once you... And shocker, it ain't you. Yeah, unfortunately. She yeah. was so happy, too. She's like, yes. oh, really? You're going to marry her tonight? Yay. Just like the girl when I found out she liked another guy. Yeah, that's awkward. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, so that spell is just taken over. Even after they touch hands and he kind of realizes that spell takes over that's a little kind of uh, under the music that you heard in that clip. And have you noticed too, side note on this, the color green, why is it associated with magic so much? You know, that's interesting because yeah. we see it a lot Sleeping Beauty. Right. And right. Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even Maybe Scar with like Be Prepared in that song. Yes. Yeah. So it's with always all the... like this villainous uh-huh. and magic. I don't know. Maybe that's just a Disney thing. Yeah. Or is it? Um, I don't know. I haven't noticed it in anything else. But yeah, because I'm thinking about even um, Brave. I'm sure. It's yeah. Pixar. Right? Yeah. 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 I'm thinking about it. There's probably a study out there like on the color terminology or whatever. Uh, of Disney. I'm sure there is. Because I'm sure there's like patterns and, you know, this is used in Disney when conveying, you know, such and such. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Touching hands? Yeah, to, when hands touch. <laughs> you know, just like when Knowing we were, your soulmate. Yeah. Anastasia is summoned by the king to, you know, have a one-on-one talk, you know, just with her and him. And he begins telling her the story about his late wife and kind of how they met. Today I wish to give you something much more valuable. Oh. Isn't it lovely? A seashell? This shell was the queen's most treasured possession. We found it while walking by the water the day we met. You see, we reached for it at the same moment, and when our hands touched, <laughs> that's when I knew I'd found true love. I noticed your eyes just rolled <laughs> when playing that clip. So I reached for it at the same moment, and when our hands touched, you're like, oh gosh. <laughs> Here we go again. The hands touching and you knowing your soulmate. <sighs> Yeah, it, again, as we've said before, there is that spark, but it's it, that's not all that it's about when finding somebody to spend your life with. Right, exactly. Yeah, and oh my goodness, she she was so disappointed when she saw it was a seashell. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna, he's like, yes, I had, I'm going to give you my books, some very Treasure valuable. Possession. Yes, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's a jewel. Right, and, it's a crown, it's a necklace, it's so, like, what is it? Oh, uh, Seashell. Seashell. What? 
I don't get like, it. Like, <laughs> I still have, like, there are different possessions that you treasure because they have meaning. It's not always jewelry or whatsoever extensive. Like, with you, mm -hmm. I still have the same box of candy hearts. No, really? Yeah, I think they're in the little Dropbox safe. Oh, that's so cute, Josh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the first thing you gave me. It was. It was the very first thing I gave you. I had leftover, uh, what are they called? Conversation hearts? Yes. Um, yeah, because we started talking the day after Valentine's Day. Or for those of you who are single, single awareness day. <laughs> but again, just like a box of conversation hearts, it could be a ribbon. You know, there are many things that we deem as valuable that don't have to have a certain price tag to them. They're valuable because, you know, of what they're in relation to, whether that be um, a person, an event, Nope. All right, so I know we've kind of harped a lot on the soulmate thing, so kind of moving more into getting to the climax of the story, we have Jacques and Gus, who are the two main uh, mouse friends of Cinderella, who come in and find the prince, or princey, as yes. they call him. To... Well, and, and just before that, though, um, Cinderella had tried to to get the prince to see her again. And she tried lots of different things. Turns out um, that she was discovered by the stepmom and was getting on a ship to be shipped off to Because she's being somewhere. banished. Yes, she's being banished. And so the mice are like, oh, no, no, we can't have that. And so they, they end up uh, confronting the prince and trying to explain to him. Yep, and saying the songs. So here's a little bit of that. With Anastasia at the ball. No, no. Princey only think that because of Cinderella's stepmother. Uh, yeah, me no lady. With a magic wand, she cast a wicked spell. Wicked spell, which, which is why poor Princey isn't feeling well. Not so well. You've forgotten Cinderella and the dance she said last night. But we know it's not too late to set things right. <laughs> yes, that's one way you could love Anastasia. Oh, that's mean, John. I'm sorry. Some the baker loves her. Yes, just not the prince. Just not the prince. Yeah. The prince loves Cinderella. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Princey too. Um, he <laughs> he thinks he's starting to go crazy because the birds are trying to take him somewhere, and then the mice start talking, and yes. he's like, "Um, I'm losing it." Uh, yes, <laughs> it's hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> And then we have this moment. I have to go. <clears throat> go? But you're about to be married! Ooh. But the talking mice say she's the wrong girl. Son? Wait! Son? Talking mice? Son? <laughs> and two bluebirds. Talking bluebirds? No, the bluebirds weren't talking. Look, Dad, I... This is ridiculous. Now, you agreed well, to marry the girl in the glass slipper. I was completely with you on that one. And I will. Huh? Oh, yeah, that was great. This, okay, this this scene, though, I think is my favorite scene out of the entire movie. Because right after he's trying to convince his dad, which is hilarious, first of all, it's, come on, Dad, no, the, the bluebirds weren't talking. It was just the mice. And he's like, oh, yeah, logical, right? No, no, you're the crazy one. <laughs> There are no talking mice. Um, but right after this, he's like, I refuse. The king says to the prince, I refuse to let you go another step down these stairs. It's like, well, okay. And just jumps out of the window. You know, the king comes out before, 
you know, Prince Charming gets all the way out of the castle. He's like, listen, you had to trust me. It's like, son, I do trust you. It's the talking nice I'm worried about. <laughs> right. I just got to say, too, like, the king is such a good dad. He is such, such a good dad. He's like, okay, you know, I want to believe you. I want to trust you. A little concerned about a couple things. Um, But yeah, he's he's just so awesome. And then at the end of the, after he goes out of the castle and the Grand Duke is like, oh, I'll send our army after him and we'll bring him back. He's like, no, let me go. No, let me go. Yeah, I, I loved that, that part. Um, and even in the end, you know, so he, so the prince ends up saving Cinderella from the ship. Yay. And, um, but, but she clears it up. He's like, aha, Cinderella. He's like, thank you. But my name's Cinderella. You twit. It was, she doesn't say it like that, <laughs> but she, um, yeah, she was like, by the way, it's not Cinderella. It's Cinderella. That's my name. And he was like, oh, Cinderella. I love it. Um, so then they, they're going to go, they go back there. They excommunicate the stepmother and the two stepsisters and make things right. So they're going to get married and keep the date. And, and then, then the stepmother comes in with another, uh, plot of hers, another scheme where she's going to make Anastasia look like Cinderella so that the prince will think that he's marrying Cinderella, but really it's Anastasia, which how does that make any sense? Because it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Yeah, and if you went through with that, you're just living a lie your whole life. You don't even right. look like you. Exactly. Yeah, from Anastasia's perspective, like, are you really okay with that? And that's what Cinderella even tells her. Like, are you really okay with that? And her response is like, I just want what you have. Right. And it's like, but... But Anastasia, that's yeah. You can how you, you get it. You can have that, like yeah. not identical, but again, this is the wrong way to go about it. Right. And to quickly uh, rewind a little bit, the king says another thing, uh, right? Um, kind of as things are clearing up, and they think they've excommunicated the stepmother and stepsisters, where he says, oh, "Using magic on my son, the nerd." Like it's just so common. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> Yeah, it's um yeah, so so they end up getting to and of course, uh Cinderella once again is I think her like wedding dress is all in tatters and everything too. They turn, Oh, and they oh, and they send her to um to the like Outlands or something and they make this this death pumpkin carriage thing and Lucifer turns into a man and tries to drive the carriage off of yeah, a cliff. Yeah, it gets it gets really dark what? really quick. It yes very dark very quick um man i gotta say the villains in this story are so on point um yeah lucifer is just ooh, that character design of him as a as a human is just it's incredible incredibly creepy and scary but um it's really really good so and, and it's like oh my gosh how how much more literal can you get sometimes it feels like your life is a runaway carriage yes. and lucifer is the one driving this carriage oh gosh if you <laughs> if, if, if you've not watched the film yet and you just kind of watch it on a whim you may not be emotionally prepared for that part <laughs> you may not be i wasn't the first time i was like i don't, I don't sign up for this <laughs> right thankfully you know cinderella gets away and the mice come to her rescue and all that fun stuff um, and then they get back to the wedding ceremony. And of course, Cinderella is able then to to stop the whole thing. And um, thankfully, and um, Anastasia finally, finally realizes, I can't do this anymore. 
Luckily, she she stopped everything before Cinderella came in. So she did it out of her own choice, which I appreciated. They gave her that chance as a character. I liked that. Yeah, they had that redeeming yeah. quality and that, that opportunity to set things right. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, she ends up getting the wand, I think. Yeah, she has the wand and she turns back time to where... Or well, she, no, no, no. She, she turns herself. She back turns into herself back, yeah, into into the way she normally looks. The way she normally looks, and and yes. um, you and then know, brings fairy godmother back. back right? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And the fairy godmother asks, um, "Do you want me to set you right back to your normal, what you should have been?" And and I'm like, heck no! This is gonna be a great story for the kids. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I liked that. You know, I mean, they didn't know any different, and so and it, why change it? Why go back to the way that they? they were yeah a lot of great points in this movie again it's about redemption revenge so, you know, they come up with a third r but you get two <laughs> that's it just two yeah and and you know the whole story in general um you know that the struggle to get to the wedding um it made me think i made a note about you know so many times this is how life feels that it's a struggle to get to the wedding bl- the wedding banquet with jesus lucifer tries to stop the happy ending he doesn't want us to get there. He wants to snatch us up and to bring him over to the dark it's side. It's the anti-rapture. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. But yeah, he he knows the ship is going down and he's taken as many people as he can with him. That's his goal. And yeah, I don't know. I thought that was such an, such an interesting picture because they're literally trying to get to the wedding banquet, to the wedding. And Lucifer, literally the name of the cat, is trying to stop them. Yeah, it is an interesting. Uh, again, I've said this like almost uh, when we're talking about like our movies. It's like, yeah, it's an interesting parallel, of course, because <laughs> we're looking at these films through a biblical lens, right? Well, and you know, <clears throat> one of the things that I love about stories so much is that Jesus uses stories to teach us. He uses parables and allegories to to talk to us, and so that we can understand um, on a deeper level. So getting into our recommendations, I'm going to get this a higher one than Cinderella 2 because I really enjoyed it. And so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think maybe a 7 or 8. I really enjoyed it. You know, I mean, it's a silly little Cinderella movie, but it just improves on the Cinderella story so much. Lots of good life lessons. It does. Because when I heard about Cinderella 3, I didn't know exactly. I knew kind of like where they were going to go with it, but to what degree, I guess. Yeah, I was not prepared the first time. I I don't even remember the first time I saw it, but I remember really liking it. And as promised, again, man of my word, it is now time for What Are We Watching? This is what we're watching this week. And good news, we've been cashing up on a lot and watching a lot as well. So kind of get I don't know if that's good news or bad news. <laughs> so kind of get into what we've been watching. So big news for those of you who haven't kept up with the series. Tokyo Revengers wrapped out the season one last week. And oh gosh, talk about the cliffhanger. Yeah, the cliffhanger of cliffhangers. Oh man, so good though. But I will say it kind of gave introduction to where the second season will pick up because it's already been greenlit. Yeah, it did. And 
which I'm very happy about. Yes, and the and the manga people say it's pretty closely to the manga versus the anime, and so if you've watched the first season and you want to pick up the manga, the first season ends at volume nine of the manga and then goes from there. I'm, I still haven't purchased the manga for the volumes that I, that I want to to kind of you know be in the know before the anime hits hopefully maybe spring 2022 well don't spoil it for me because i don't know if i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna have time to read you should buy the physical books so you can like you know actually yeah, use your bookshelf. actually yeah, yeah actually use my bookshelf that has um one two three books on it <laughs> <laughs> we've also started watching wave listen to me which is about a oh, early 30s woman who gets a opportunity to host her own show at a radio station. And the main character is, she doesn't have the usual traits that I usually see in main, in, in, uh, in MCs. Yeah, she's much more She's relatable, relatable yes. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not... You know, she doesn't have a perfectly perfect life. And she's not like best girl or waifu, you know, for that matter. Oh, yeah, no. No, I would not categorize as that. And so we've watched a few episodes of that. We've watched where began the dub. So we're in that. And for those of you who do not know, um, with My Hero Academia or My Villain Academia <laughs> is now that section in or that is in the portion of season five that we're currently in, currently being the dud version, so maybe behind yeah. a little bit. Well, we but, started off with that in the beginning, yeah, and, it, and yes. it just kind of... Yeah, it would be hard you to... you got to start... Whatever yes. you start with is you, you, what, what you, you finish. Going. Yes. Yeah. It's very interesting. So you have the Vanguard Action Squad, which is what they're named, and we get to know like the backstories. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's more of a like a holistic view on the villains. As you said, it is nice to kind of get a more you said wholesome view, holistic, holistic view um, of this certain group of villains because again we get to know their backstory. And I mentioned this in my blog post earlier this week that just because like nobody is inherently bad or inherently good, and we all have these traits and flaws that make us well us. To borrow a phrase from the record Ralph, where he's in the bad guy support group, and Sangeev, one of the people from the video game Street Fighter, he's like, Ralph, just because you are a bad guy does not make you a bad guy. <laughs> so, yeah. again, you know, just because of what you are labeled as does not, you know, define you. And again, we've, you know, discussed this before, you know, where I, all right where our identity is found and that's in christ jesus that's right that's right and what else have we been watching lately we well so i recently found out that um the show manifest has two seasons that we missed we watched the first season well i guess a couple years ago now and um i thought that it ended i thought that they weren't doing any more seasons and so yeah, i was just like oh yeah it's good you know we moved on with life basically and then i think it was my dad who started talking about watching manifest and i was like oh yeah it's so good you know we watched um we watched that season the one season and somehow it came up and he was like oh no there's there's three seasons i was like what 
there's three seasons. We missed two whole seasons. And uh, so, yeah, we've been catching up on that. We've been watching it. And man, I remember it being good, but it is so good. I love the Christian um, Christian themes that you can see. Now, it's not completely Christian. It's definitely a secular. It's definitely a secular show, but it's got Christian themes in it, which is nice. And I, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with this, all of these themes. Um, hopefully it doesn't take a turn for the worst. Like there's a couple other shows that I can think of that um, started out awesome and then they took a turn and you're like, but that's not that's not right. So I'm hoping that doesn't do with this. So we hope you have enjoyed our trilogy on the Cinderella movies from Disney. Again, if you haven't heard the last two episodes, we encourage you to go back and check those out. And we look forward to all of you joining us next week for another episode of Anluia. Again, we can be reached via email, contact at anluia.com. That's contact at A-N-I-L-U-J-A-H.com. We can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Analuya and Instagram at Analuya Podcast. And we look forward to another great conversation, another great animated film next week. And we will see you guys then. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Analuya Podcast. Be sure to check us out online at analuya.com. There you'll find our weekly blog and a list of all our podcast episodes. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Join us next time on the Analuya Podcast.